When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala, and I simply know too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And that's just how it goes. If you don't know that by now, welcome to the show for the first time, I guess. Uh, With me, as always, is my co-host via Zoom video chat. Her whole deal, she doesn't care, and yet she knows about the Rock Hall as well. It's Kristen Stuttered. Hello, Kristen. And that's just the way it is. <laughs> and if you don't know that by now, welcome to the show, welcome. first time listener. It's a strange episode to listen to for the first time, I suppose, but I don't know. It's that's fine. I'm down you with it. Gotta start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, and I why... suggest starting here rather than the very beginning when we truly <laughs> didn't know what the show was. Yeah. Um, well, this is a special episode, Kristen. It's uh, the type of episode we haven't done in a long time. Joe, would you say it's part of our special coverage? You know what? I think I would say it's part of our special coverage of the 2021 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ballot. But yeah, uh, so we are going to be calling people who we know are voters, have a ballot for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, people who we've had on the show before, people who we've never met before, people who haven't filled out their ballot yet, people who have filled it out. So on some level, this is an exit poll, but you know, ideally this is us making our impact on the ballots, like having some degree of influence. Let me feel like I have made an impact today that this that is my mission. If we get one, what's our, what's our goal today? How That's many- a good question. How many so, minds are we trying to change and who are we, are we rallying behind Dion? Is that what I feel like you were really giving an impassioned Dion yeah. uh, pitch so, to Roy? I think having a plan of attack is wise. Uh, now, I think a good chunk of people for at least today, or at least the first people we talked to are not going to, they've already sent in their ballots, so we won't be able to influence, but if we get someone who hasn't filled out their ballot yet, I think number one, we have to advocate for the Go-Go's. I think oh, that's yeah. the the absolute. Like even but I hope we don't have to advocate yeah. for the Go-Go's. That's my Agreed. hope, but whoa, Agreed. geez Louise. Oh, but no. I, yeah. uh, no, Joe, you're freaking me out. Now I'm scared. I well, don't want to know what these people are doing. That's the priority, I would say. If we get, you know, and who knows if we'll be able to influence one slot, two slots, but if they d- haven't voted for the Go-Go's, I think that's what has to happen if we're lucky enough to get another slot mm-hmm. i think it's it's dion and then after that i don't know i mean i know the people do that do you were th- think that carol needs our help i don't you but don't i think okay. she needs our help more than tina should it should it come yes. to that it should have come to that obviously i think that carol needs our help more than tina but i just i'm starting to think about my girl carol and it's just there are four acts on this ballot that i'm like they must go in <laughs> 
And I don't care how it happens. I don't care how many else have to get in as well to make it happen. But if Tina, Carol, the Go-Go's and Jay-Z do not get on the, in on this ballot, I will be very pissed. So that I'm, I'm with you on that. So we, there will be a little bit of improvisation. Ooh, improvisation, uh, you say. Yes. Oh my gosh, did you hear that? I'm trained. Wow. Uh, <laughs> she went yeah. for it immediately? She knew. She <laughs> Absolute commitment, 100%. Cool. Yeah, let's do it. Let's All right, so call the, some voters. Let's call them up. First up, we're going to be calling someone who is a new friend of ours and someone who is currently on the nominating committee. Uh, let's call Karen Glauber. Hi, Karen. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Karen. Hi. It's nice to see you guys. So yeah. lovely to see you. What so, a what an exciting day. This is this is <laughs> you're our first person we're calling today on our big get out the vote <laughs> campaign. <laughs> I feel like I should be Bernie Sanders sitting in like a in like a duffel coat with my mittens on. Yeah, it's it's a it's a major day for our show and maybe for you, depending on how this turns out. But just to uh, give a little bit of a backstory here for our listeners, how long have you had a ballot? Uh, I think this is my fifth or sixth year. Okay, so you had a ballot before you were on the nominating committee officially. That is true. Yes. Okay, great. And you've been on the nominating committee since 2018, yes? Three years, yeah. Excellent. Let's get into it. I mean, like, why, why hesitate? You have a blank ballot in front of you. I have a blank ballot. Apparently I'm one of the few. Now, Karen, I have a few questions for you. We know personally that you are a very huge fan of one Mr. Todd Rundgren. Yes. I'm even in 80 degree weather. I am sporting the sweatshirt. So yes. Oh, wow. Um, so a true fan, a stand for all seasons, if you will. And so I have to assume that Todd is, is getting one of the votes of your five. I would think it would be sacrilege for me to say otherwise. (laughs) Right. So, and that's, that's understood. I think we can, we can say that's a given that, that Todd is going to get do you want to see me mark the ballot right now with Todd Rundgren? I can yes, do that. I can oh do my that. gosh, we I'm, do. I am we live to up, witness history. I'm marking up my ballot for the first time. I'm making a big, I guess I can't put hearts. It's too obvious. <laughs> <laughs> a little, how about blood? Um, <laughs> yeah. Here we go. This is a big X. It is unequivocal that Todd Rundgren Todd is Rundgren. my first pick is your choice now Kristen and i both believe that if we are to influence you to do a slot next we feel very strongly about the go-go's tell me why so i think if the hall of fame is to represent the history of rock and roll i think it is one of the most historic things for a band of all women who Mm -hmm. wrote their own stuff to be as successful as the Go-Go's, to have a number one album. I think that is such a historic tentpole in the story of rock and roll that you you have to put them in. And they make great music and they kick butt. Yes, they do. But some might argue they only had two, well, they had three, but only two albums that were of any commercial relevance. Well, they, you know, they, they put out- How many albums total. did T-Rex right. have? Many. Um, commercial I'm not dis- by the way, <laughs> in the United States, they had one hit. I am not disagreeing with you. I'm just asking you to, mm-hmm. to defend your to argument. Defend. 
Absolutely. Well, I would say that the number of albums has not been a major factor in who gets inducted. When you look at, say, a band like the Sex Pistols, who only had one big album, there are a lot of artists who, you know, they make their mark. They may, they may not stay around for very long, but the music endures. By the way, if I were playing fantasy uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with some friends, I would have in a couple of artists who have had one or two very, very meaningful albums, such as Television or Big Star, even yeah. though I don't think either necessarily has any shot of getting in in this climate, but that would be, so I'm not saying that that's necessarily a deterrent to my picking the Go-Go's. And in fact, I think the fact that they want to be in also mm -hmm. says a lot that it's meaningful to them. And I think that part in itself is meaningful to the next generation of women who want to be in bands. And I, I also believe that they did influence a number of women. There was a, a so many fem all female bands that came from them. So I think you would have a very compelling case for the Go-Go's and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, also when we look at the history of the hall, you know, one of the major complaints and issues is the lack of representation of women in there. And this would be an easy way to get five living, living women. Yeah, women living, who... voting, breathing women in the hall. We love okay. it. Yeah, I think that's a very compelling case to have the Go-Go's in. Plus it influenced commercial success. You know, I'd love to see the slits in, but they didn't act, weren't exactly a household name. Mm -hmm. And I've seen the Go-Go's in their absolute heyday. I love them. I mean, it, we all love the Go-Go's. And you can still hear them on the radio today. Yeah. Like, you know, they, they have a handful of songs that are played constantly, you know, everywhere. And I like that Belinda came from the punk movement, which sure. also mm -hmm. gives additional cred. And just the songwriting prowess of each of the women in the group. It's very, very, very impressive. I think they are just primed. I also think the momentum is behind them this year. It would be particularly meaningful. All, all the go-go-mentum. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Joe, that's almost something I would have said, and I'd I like know. to hear it from you. <laughs> you poisoned me. All right, so I definitely think that's a very, very strong contender. Are we going to see a big, beautiful X at uh, this Let's moment? keep going. Let's keep well, going. We're going we're gonna to revisit. Coming in with this ballot, who's penciled in your mind on the ballot? I mean, obviously, Todd is, is in pen. That was a given. Todd is in pen. Who, who in your mind is penciled at the top? I'm going to give you two in pen right now. Ooh, okay. Which would leave three up for grabs. Ooh. The other one that I would have put in pen is Kate Bush. Okay. Because again, we have, here's a female that had a number one hit that she wrote and produced herself, one of the, the first woman in England to do so. Here's someone that in terms of influence, begat, you know, when Fiona Apple won the a bunch of Grammys a couple of weeks ago, I said she should be thanking Kate Bush. And I also like, I was talking to somebody yesterday who's English and was living in London during the height of Kate Bush. And he liked the fact that nobody really knew that much about her, that mm -hmm. she was able to live in her art and that her art was not mainstream. The production, the visuals, the package of it, to have a woman standing in the center of that as a creative force, I thought the music was brilliant. I love Kate Bush. But the influence, not just to women, but to also men. I think the Yayas owe her a debt of credit. Tori Amos, there's so many women down the line. And I also think a lot of men that I know that had art rock bands, you know, that sort of post-Floyd 
post-wire, post-Genesis, that very eccentric English creativity. Yeah, she's the, she's the art rock queen. I mean, I love Kate Bush. You're not going to hear me be like, no, I worry because I have heard or we know it's in the ether that she is notoriously not a, a high vote getter. But if your heart sings for Kate Bush, I'm not going to tell you to uh, to stop singing. Am I voting with the pack? <laughs> Am I just going to vote to add another vote to the ones that feel like the gimmies mm -hmm. because it's their time or they're eligible or whatever? Or am I going to vote? I mean, the, historically, the artists that I've championed, whether it's Roxy Music or T-Rex and Kate Bush, they've, their careers have been much bigger in the UK and overseas. But I will always advocate for the kind of eccentric art rock influencer. Yeah. And that's that's a worthy cause. Absolutely. I mean, I want Kate Bush in. I really do. <laughs> and I hope that there are many like you who are voting with their hearts. And even if she doesn't, and I'm still hoping that she does, but if she doesn't, that doesn't mean you don't check off that box. Mm -hmm. because she has no shot. You know, I think that's part of the, the MC5 are not on this ballot mm -hmm. this year. And I, I would vote for them every year, no matter what, because I believe they deserve to get in. Yeah. So Todd's well, been on the ballot twice mm -hmm. and hasn't gotten in. Who's to say that this is not the year that finally the zeitgeist, of she, it's, it's his moment. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, well, we and we've heard he was doing all those concerts and the concerts were amazing. Yeah, I mean, anything can happen. And Karen, I like that you are a person of principles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have my moments. You are a person of principles up to a point. Yes, um, thank you. Thank you for qualifying that. <laughs> well, you want to so go yeah, ahead and put yeah, that X? Yeah, right, that I'm X gonna... next to Kate Bush. Okay. Okay, so, so that leaves us with three spots. That does leave you with three. You have advocated on behalf of the Go-Go's. I take that very seriously. Mm -hmm. Boy. All right, Joe, I'm like, strategically, you probably know how to approach this. I only know how to say what, <laughs> which is like, for us, the top four acts that are kind of must go in this year that are on both of our like fantasy ballots are okay. Tina Turner, mm -hmm. Carol King, mm -hmm. the Go-Go's and mm -hmm. Jay-Z. Those are just four big legendary. They check all the boxes. They should be in let's freaking go. Now to mm -hmm. me, Tina Turner feels like someone who's going to get in with a bullet. She, there's no way she's not going to be like, without a doubt, the number one vote getter. I don't think we have to be out here necessarily advocating for Tina Turner to get anybody. She's going to be fine. She's going to get in and, you know, in the spirit of not necessarily going for the people that are shoe-ins, like you she can should be in without, yeah. it's, absolutely it's not even a question, especially at this point in her life. At this point, when she's not particularly well, mm -hmm. she should know that her solo effort and not just being the wife of someone who abused her, that she deserves to stand on her own. Absolutely. But that's yes. really, really important. And I don't think anybody could have any question about that. There's going to be plenty of people who see her name and give her a nice big old check mark. That'd be great. Carol King is someone who I would have thought would have been in a long time ago. Well, she's in as a songwriter. But she made one of the most important and very influential albums, so high selling, you know, of all time. I don't know if she's getting as 
as many votes as our girl Tina. But I would imagine she is also going to be up there. I think those are both. But I think she's going to get it. I think also the advocacy she did for Biden and for progressive causes during the election. She was very, very vocal. I Mm -hmm. think that put her made her visible to another generation that might not have ever heard her music. And I also tapestry as a touchstone for pretty much every singer, songwriter, male or female. Mm -hmm. At some point you go back and you listen to that record and you go, oh my gosh, this is how it's done. Any Jewish girl growing up in the 60s, we know that record front to back. Mm -hmm. There's not a note I don't know on that record. And there's not a elementary school show tryout I ever had (laughs) that I didn't sing one of the songs badly, so badly. I didn't actually make any of the school plays, but I would audition to a Carol King song every single time. So, yeah. Karen, I believe that you made it into the school plays. Not I'm rewriting the chorus. history. Not- I'm rewriting history. <laughs> no, this not- is it. It's happening right now. 2021. We're going back and we are changing what happened. Thank I you. will also say that her progressive adv- advocacy definitely cost her Gene Simmons vote then. Uh, but everybody <laughs> else is pretty, Perfect. <laughs> everybody yeah, else is pretty hyped about it. You know, Tina and Carol are, are two legends and longtime snubs for their solo career, but are in, but someone who is similarly, I think a longtime snub who goes back to that era of the sixties, who is not in is Dionne Warwick. She is someone who has such a long career of incredible music and success and has different eras within her own output. And she is someone that I think could use your vote because I think she's probably going to be right along the edge. I think she'll probably maybe on the cusp. Honestly, this is the strongest ballot I've ever seen. Oh, I mean, an argument that could be made for every single one of these acts without question. There is not an act on the ballot that I'm like, what, why, how? Like I see how, why, and an argument for every single art act on the ballot. It is in an incredibly mm-hmm. strong ballot and pleasing to my sensibilities. Likewise, um, Dionne Warwick is great because I, I'm mostly a fan of the stuff that she did, the interpreting the Burt Backrack, Hal David songs. That's mm-hmm. my era of Dion, but she's been so funny on Twitter. Mm-hmm. She, she has. She's having a and, moment right now. Yeah, absolutely. Is this is this moment enough to carry her through into the Hall of Fame? And that would be great if it was. Yeah. I've met I her a couple so. of times. She's a riot. She is also, you know, she's 80 years old. She's doing great. It would be really nice to give her this award to, to enshrine her, to induct her while she's still living and while she's still healthy and doing great and, and you know. clearly interested in it. Mm-hmm. You know, she's interested in engaging in public life and engaging with like she would show up. It would be a very cool thing. And I think it would expose a whole new it's starting to happen with Twitter, but it's also like just she would be even more in the headlines and exposing even more people to mm-hmm. her and her music. So let's talk about rock and roll. Um, like the purest sense of rock and roll. I would say that Todd is a rock act. Rage Against the Machine, New York Dolls, Bela Kuti was, he was a freaking rock star. Iron Maiden, Foo Fighters, Devo, and- And the Go-Go's. Oh, right. And the Go-Go's, because we had discussed them. So Mm -hmm. I didn't know if we need to. So of those, most people think of when they think of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, when they say that people like your favorite Dave Matthews should be in. (laughs) And I don't disagree about Jay-Z, by the way. Yeah. um, That should be just like, of course. Yeah. I 
of, of these kind one. of like traditional, you know, mostly white, uh, but not all white uh, no. rock acts. I just, I, my kind of feeling is like, we, we have had a lot of years in the recent past that has focused on that type of rock without the role often. You know, to me, this feels like a year where we could maybe work in some of the artists that are part of the larger diaspora of rock and That's roll. That's interesting. I think so. Maybe just go like the pendulum. You swing from the far right to just go, go for it. Swing far to the left this mm-hmm. year. Yeah, and I think so. Do mix well, especially up. when the pendulum has been swinging very far to the right for many years. It has not it's swung not back. Been sw- swinging. It's been kind of stuck over there. Right. That that to me feels like the right thing to do. Because just like off, off the top of my head and like the past few years, it has been like, if we're going back to like 2016, it's like Chicago, Deep Purple, Cheap Trick, Steve Miller, Pearl Jam, Electric Ooh, Light Orchestra. Very yes. white. You know, there, there's, we've gotten white. a lot of... And I didn't even, you know, there's a few more years after that where Jessica Bon Jovi, Moody Blues, Dire Straits, The Cars. Like we've ha- we've really gone heavy in that direction in the last few years. I, it, to me, it feels like the right thing to do. I mean, that's a very interesting strategy. And I think you're onto something. I think you're right about that. I also think I will always have a soft spot for the Foo Fighters, whether or not they're anybody's whipping boy. I work in alternative music and I can be out there advocating on behalf of all the bands that I love that are as far to the left as can be. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's the Foo Fighters that winds up anchoring alternative radio that is wound up. It's given an audience. I have this, no problem kind of with the Foo Fighters as a band. I think they're that is part of their thing is that no one has a problem with the Foo Fighters. They're not, they, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, that's like a little, they're pretty agreeable uh, as a band and as people, but as a first year nominated, first year eligible, mm-hmm. it, uh, you know, in the same category as some of the other FYEs, they are quite agreeable, but I don't necessarily think they're like straight to the moon legends, like, mm-hmm. you know, got to get them in there. Uh, yeah. I'm like, they will get in and they should get in. But well, what do you say? Where do you compare that to say Rage Against the Machine have been on the ballot a couple of times? And if you want to talk about advocacy, no one is just more to the point and just more passionate about it than Tom Morello. Oh, I love Rage. I think they should get in. I think they will get in. But I think as Joe was saying, I'm working way more in, in another space this year, just based on the amount of nominees that are here and the kind of diversity of in all aspects that we're looking at. I don't think a vote for rage is like wasted or anything, but mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that the momentum is is there. I think they should get in. I think they should get in before the Foo Fighters. I but <laughs> I think Soundgarden should get it should get in before either the Foos or the Rage. That's my point of view on mm-hmm. that. But yeah. now where do you put somebody like you know, sort of in, in tribute to with Sil Sylvain dying this year, where do you put the New York Dolls? To, to me, them and Rage and Todd are kind of on the cusp. And if there is a, a strong feeling towards them, I think a vote for them could be helpful if you want to see them in. I think the New York Dolls, if we're, if we're even putting things kind of in an order, with these like kind of traditional rock acts, they are the they're, they come first, especially in terms of their influence. You know, I think they should absolutely be in. I think about how I don't know that David Johansson cares, and the rest of them aren't around, and mm-hmm. so you, you kind of wonder what the 
what the rush is. There's certainly a, a, a big snub, but practically I don't, I don't see the rush, especially when it's up against someone like Dion and the Go-Go's who I think would really embrace it. All right. So if we're talking about swinging to the left mm-hmm. a little further, which is the name of a uh, Todd Rundgren Utopia album is called uh, Swing to the Right. But <laughs> I, I, all roads lead back to Todd for me. But <laughs> where do I go in the Mary J. Blige, Shaka Khan, Dionne Warwick, Tina Turner? I think they all deserve to be it. I think you have to think a little bit in terms of the order. Mary mm-hmm. J. is very, very great and worthy, but she, in that line, she's at the end just looking at it chronologically, the women who came before her allowed for her to exist. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think there's a rush to get her in. Like we said, Tina is a given. Dion is not. I think I, to me, Dion, it's like, yes, Dion, that's, that's the one. Especially that's if you're just where gonna your pick vote is going to make a difference. <laughs> and what about Shaka? What about Shaka? I love Shaka a Shaka Shaka is my pick. I want Shaka in so bad. I'm quite upset that she hasn't made it in and that she's been nominated so many times. That's the difference between Joe and I's ballot. Like our four are the four that I said before and his fifth is Dion and my fifth is Shaka. Now we kind of had a little talk before this and it feels like Dion might have the, because the newness factor also, because the newness of her nomination, like Shaka, it's almost like she's getting an MC5 territory in some ways where it's like she keeps getting nominated. She's not pulling it over the finish line. And with the amount of incredible women on this ballot this year, she's actually getting lost among these other legends. You know, it's like Tian Turner is a legend. Dionne Warwick is a legend. Like these are, and Shaka Khan is also a legend, but she just comes later. To me, I'm like, vote for them both. But uh, (laughs) like, you got space, vote for them both, uh, you know, and then let's just pull them on and let's go. But I do think that Dion has a real shot this year. And I think that Shaka has a further shot. She's a longer shot than Dion is. What about Fela? I think just the lack of name recognition in America is going to mean he's not going to get a lot of votes, sadly. Um, it would be maybe be cool if they made an international category and put him in like they do in the side categories. Because uh, I think he should get in, and he's especially someone that I think the American audience should know more about, and that, that should kind of be the function of the Rock Hall on some level, is to uh, expose these great artists that uh, aren't as well known. But, you know, I kind of feel like it would be a wasted vote. Here's one. Um, since the awards are in Cleveland again, the induction's going to be in Cleveland. Is that in the favor of Devo? I don't know that anybody thinks that much <laughs> about where the <laughs> ceremony is going to be. I like, I like where your head's at. I, the same way when Trent was, you know, there was no mm-hmm. induction last year, but it was mm-hmm. supposed to be in Cleveland. And I think there was a, some excitement about Trent being from Cleveland. And I mm-hmm. used to see his band when I was in college, when I went to Oberlin. And I think Devo's getting lost this year as well. I think it's just such a stacked year. Uh, it really is. It's not that they're not deserving or should and will get in. It's like, absolutely. Devo should and will get in. I hope they will get in. They're going to get in. It's just going to take some more time, unfortunately. And as someone who spent five years in Ohio and got their career started in Ohio, and I I have a certain sentimental vibe towards Devo because they're so important to that part of the country. It was, and the fact that the city of Akron had National Devo Day 
Yeah, it's so pretty that cool. Everyone would yeah. support Devo for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That counts for me. I give them points mm-hmm. for that, for sure. You know, here, here's something. We have someone kind of in the waiting room, so to speak, because we're okay. talking to a lot of people today. And I don't want to keep them waiting. What we could do is we could, there's a few options here. We could force you to vote right now and then, <laughs> and then get the next person in. We could bring him in Who's with that person, Bob Merlis. Oh, bring him in. Bob. Do we bring in Bob and sure. have you stay in here and then Great. we'll talk to him and then, all right, let's just. This is a fun, this is, the things are getting fun on the Rock and Roll awesome. podcast. Bring in Bob. So we're going to bring, we're going to bring in Bob Merlis into the conversation very soon. Uh, but while we wait, curious, Karen, if you, if you want to X in a name before Bob gets in here, if a conversation has led you anywhere. Because sisterhood is powerful. Mm-hmm. I am going, adding the Go-Go's. That's what's He's up. going with the Go-Go's. That's what's up. The I think go-go's that's a great vote. are a Go-Go. Let's, uh, it looks like he's here. We're going to bring in Bob Merlis, our old friend, into the conversation. Hello, Bob. Bob. Hey. Hi, Bob. Hello, Hi, Bob. Hi, y'all. Hi, Bob. Welcome, welcome back to the show. It's good to see you. So for our listeners, it's been a while since you've been on the show, but I want to give a little bit of uh, a backstory. How long have you had a ballot for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Bob? How long has the Hall of Fame existed? Since uh, 86? Is it, we think it goes back to, since the very first class? Um, if not the first year, the second or the third. Right. And then pretty quickly, you joined the nominating committee. Yes, I was on the nominating committee for maybe 30 years. Yeah, unceremoniously removed. They just said, uh, you know, you've outlived your usefulness. <laughs> <laughs> so they put me on an ice floe and sent me out into the Arctic Sea. Of course, it melted immediately. Bob, you have already filled out your ballot. Yeah. Yes, I have. Let's go through then. We, we have no hemming and hawing then to do. No, uh, none, yeah. none at all. Yeah, Karen's been allowing us to make our case and oh, do well, our arguments. No, no one can influence me because uh, <laughs> it's 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 done okay and, uh, well we'll see if those gift baskets i sent uh did anything <laughs> and I, I don't have the list in front of me but joe i sent you a list of i looked at all the nominees yeah. and i remembered which ones i had you only get to vote for five so was there anyone on the ballot you were particularly excited to vote for this year well, i'm i worked for bearsville records so i have a personal relationship he's wearing a todd rundgren suit <laughs> <laughs> um and uh I have great admiration for Todd's talent. And I know that some some of the thinking is, well, not only the records he made, but the ones he produced for others, et cetera. But I think when you induct somebody into the Hall of Fame, it's about the records they make. It doesn't, I'm, I'm fine either way with Todd. So I voted for Todd Rundgren. I have no hope of any of the, my choices getting in, but none, <laughs> not a single one. Okay, well, we know Bob Merlis has chosen Todd Rundgren for his ballot, but why don't we take a little bit of a break, and then when we come back, we'll find out the rest of Bob's ballot. So don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are in the midst of talking to Bob Merlis about his ballot. We've also got Karen Glauber here. All right. Now, Bob, there's an artist that you, I don't know if you remember, you've actually brought up on this show, I think more than once. And I think usually it was when we were having a conversation about Whitney Houston. But, you know, the Mm -hmm. argument was you cannot have Whitney Houston in the hall if you do not have Dionne Warwick in the hall. Right. And I voted for Dionne Warwick. In another time or place, I might not have. But now that Whitney Houston is in, it's, well, I could say an outrage. It's not really an outrage, but it's it's a puzzlement that Dionne Warwick isn't in, who 
made the template and is arguably more rock and roll, however you define that, because of the Backrack David stuff, the fact she was on Murray the K shows with other rock and rollers. As I get older, I listen to Dionne Warwick records more than I ever did. I have Dionne Warwick's greatest hits one and two, just put them on and let them rip. And there are even obscure songs that I've like become really, really fond of that I really didn't know that well. So I voted for Dionne Warwick. There you go. Great. We think she has a shot this year. We we think okay. she is like with- Oh, you know what? Enough- because she's a- big Twitter star now and yeah. reinvented herself to some extent. And she's our dark horse that we are pinning our. And by the way, I'm in a movie with her. Excuse Say me. What? Yes, I am. Uh, not in the same scene, but we are both in the documentary <laughs> house of Cardan about the work of Pierre Cardin. And Whoa. she talks about the gown she wears. That was Cardin when she went to play the Olympia in Paris and he met her at the airport and dressed her and made her, if possible, even more glamorous than she was. And I'm I'm in the same movie talking about the Pierre Cardin special edition AMC Javelin car. So oh, of course. I'm in the of same course. movie, I can say it. I am DBS, me and Dion, because the only wow. place we intersect. I went to an in-store for Dion. She was on Warner Brothers for a very short while, and she added an E to the end of her name because her numerologist told her she needed an extra letter. I don't know what the mm-hmm. story was. And I went to, um, it was Corvettes on Fifth Avenue, and she did a signing there and all kinds of people's. I just stood on the, on the side, but there I was. Juxtaposed to Dion Warwick yet again. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Rundgren, Dion Warwick. Now, uh, your son, Ben, has been on the show before, and I'm curious mm-hmm. if his influence is yes, why- Yes, I voted for LL Cool J. It's specifically why. Yeah, I'm like, um, that is a Ben Merlis vote, and, yeah, and we appreciate it. to me why he's so- important and i actually do i have a push button set for ll cool j's sirius xm station and that era of rap is is actually it's pretty fun to listen to oh yeah and i understand how important he is and i met him in the lobby of the four seasons hotel once and i got a picture taken with him and i sent it to my kids and my stock went way up. At oh, I bet. <laughs> and you know, Bob, I think of you as such a California man, and yet you voted for the New York Dolls. Yes, I did. Uh, the New York Dolls, I voted for them because I was still in New York when uh, they emerged and played the Mercer Arts Center and, and that kind of thing. And I managed a band called The Planets, which are minimally remembered, maybe now known as Binky Phillips and The Planets. And uh, I was their manager and I got them this plum gig opening for the dolls and the dolls came up to our, their rehearsal place and they ran through X, Y, and Z songs in about five minutes and David Johansson and maybe Jerry, I don't remember exactly was there said, cool. And they left. That was it. They got the job. (laughs) And then I got stiffed on the PA. Ah. Um, I I rented the PA and their management said, we'll pay you half of it. And they didn't. And I took them to small claims court. And you still voted for them? Someone that you sued? It's their management. (laughs) I didn't sue them. I sued sued Lieber and Krebs. And don't you forget about it. Lieber and Krebs, your name is in the dirt. uh, Yeah. They managed Aerosmith. They were big stuff at the time. No, so, Bob, I, Joe just said he thinks of you as a California guy, and yet you voted for the New York Dolls. Yes. Does that mean that you did not vote for the ultimate California girl band? The Go-Go's? I did not. Ooh. No, All right, Bob. I voted for Devo, the ultimate Ohio boy Ohio band. band. <laughs> I had something to do with Devo in the, uh, uh, DeVoe in the beginning. <laughs> 
I have to say, I, I, I was like, I said, well, this isn't really punk rock. And you know what? It's, it's like nothing else. They are a set of one of one. If anything, they're the American craft work, but with a much better sense of humor. I think the, the fact that they are so singular merits serious consideration to induct them. They had a huge hit, which is not common for, you know, new wave dash punk bands. I think I saw them at the Forum. Fill the Forum. It's amazing. Maybe that's an L.A. phenomenon like Depeche Mode. You know, there are certain bands that are L.A. bands, whether irrespective of where they come from. Man, it was a lot of laughs. So I will admit to you, I don't put Devo records on and just dig them like Dionne Warwick records. <laughs> just but freak out. I really... <laughs> I realized how different they were and how transcendent. And mm -hmm. I saw the first time I ever saw them, I saw them at La Larchmont Lodge, which was a <laughs> function hall on Larchmont Boulevard. I was new in LA. I had never been to Larchmont Boulevard in my life. And I, I saw this street where all the cars were parked diagonally like Larchmont, New York. I got it right away. Right. Now my office is on Larchmont Boulevard and my home is one block away from Larchmont Boulevard. I owe it all to Diva. <laughs> Thanks, Diva. I have a question for Bob. Did Sil Sylvain's death influence your vote for the dolls, like the importance, the immediacy of voting for them again no. this year? <laughs> Not no. at all. Not at all. I really like David Johansson a lot. I like what he does and his spirit, his esprit de corps. But that's since the dolls. He is literally another person. Right. Mm -hmm. So where we're at, we'll catch you up, Bob. Karen is filling out her, her ballot live. We've got In Ink, Kate Bush, The Go-Go's, and Todd Rundgren. One out of three for me there. I think Karen's got to put the X down for Dion. What do you think, Bob? Oh, absolutely. I'm not committing it. Well, <laughs> I mean, did you vote for Whitney Houston? No. Oh, well, then you're... <laughs> I didn't either, but... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we got to we got to get Karen to fill in another box. I, I don't like think you're going to, but nice try. Mm. Uh, we're still at three. I mean, maybe by the end of this, because I think um, you just have her on all day, and other people come and try to. I think that might happen. I, yeah, I, you know, I have so much affection for Devo, and I don't think there's ever been a band who's been more fun to see live. And with the death of Ann Bates, who created one of the best TV shows of all time with Square Pegs, and who can forget the influence of Devo playing Muffy's Bat Mitzvah? on square pegs that was more about them than i do and you haven't voted for them <laughs> look i went to oberlin oh, ohio yeah i did my time in ohio i mean we got two spots left and if you put dion and devo the two the two d's no but i'm also feeling very strongly and conflicted about carol king as every jewish guy explained that every jewish girl in the 60s does a very very important artist to them and also Tina Turner. Do I just assume that she's going to get in? What if it's my one vote that I don't give her keeps her from getting in? I would feel yeah. terrible. I'm also conflicted on the Shaka Khan versus Tina Turner one too. I voted for Shaka Khan every year she was on the ballot. And this year <clears> I didn't. What happened? I, thought, I, thought, I think she's really a great artist. And, you know, I got to meet her a few times. Strange, but, you know, that's okay. Proximity um, is important for Bob. Has he met you? Has he been in a documentary with you? It couldn't hurt. It couldn't hurt. Did I work um, your record? And oh, Shaka, Shaka's one of her kids, Malini, went to day camp with one of my kids. Did your kid go to day camp with them? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like these, these are, the, are the things you yeah. gotta get that in if you want a Merlis vote, okay? And uh, I do love um, "I'm Every Woman" is a genius song mm -hmm. because it was written by Ashford and Simpson. The lyric by Nick Ashford. So he wrote, I'm every woman. 
which is so ecumenical. And I had great, great affection and reverence for, for Nick. I, I spent quite a bit of time with him. And and Valerie and I share a birthday, so. But I didn't. Again, (laughs) we got the criteria is stacking up, and yet you still don't get the vote. I I didn't vote for Shaka this year because um, the way things stacked up, I made Dion a priority. Well, Bob, you're welcome to stay on. We're going to call Jim Bessman next, if you really, if you'd like to (laughs) say hello. Stay on for this. (laughs) So we are welcoming veteran music journalist, uh, former nominating committee member uh jim bestman hi jim hello 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 welcome you see we've got uh a few additional people in here you your old friend bob yes i see we've got karen globber here and my my co-host Kristen. so jim let's start off with you've never been on this show before so i want to make sure our uh, listeners know who you are how long have you had a rock hall ballot (laughs) uh you know i can't tell you i I don't remember it's been quite a while uh i'm laughing because uh, the the one that they sent me for this year, they asked me that same question. Uh, I think it was an ominous question, actually. Ooh, how, uh, do you think they're trying long. to call? Do you think you're about to get called? Yeah, no. I kind of think so. Uh, I mean, uh, and, and I think I answered it wrong. I, I said that I'd been there for quite a while. I should have said I was brand new. And, brand uh, new. Fresh face. Yeah, and it dawned on me as soon as I said it that I probably signed my own death warrant. Can they take a ballot away? They don't take ballots they, away, I do they? I found out that they, they do. probably do. Yeah. They do. Talked to a guy named Steve Pond, and Steve was like, no, they took me off the, the ranks. Why, why did they take him off? He's no longer in the music thing. I think because, yeah, because he doesn't cover music anywhere. At least that was his theory, but I don't think they, they told him. Well, when they took me off, the nominating committee, and this was many years ago, their reason was they wanted to get people who were more versed with the 70s. And I was angry. I had written the first book on the Ramones, which if I recall <laughs> correctly was 70s, but I think you're I right. Why no? I'm sorry, Jim. So you were also on the nominating committee for a while? I was for a while, yes. I All was. right. So we've got two former nomcomers, we've got a current nomcomer all on one call. Wow. History. <laughs> wow. Absolutely. I, I, I don't know how impressive that is, but uh, <laughs> the good. fans I cannot see my believe it. They, they're losing their minds. Now, you already filled out and sent in your ballot, Jim? I did, but I, I don't remember uh, who I voted for. Do we think you, you gave a vote to Todd Rundgren? Uh, I did not, no. And, 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 but I'm not, against, I'm not against Todd Rundgren. I'm not against Karen is logging off. Whoa, she's that wasn't, actually... That wasn't, a, that wasn't a diss. Fair enough. Did you vote for Dionne Warwick? I did, yes. Great. Yes. She's going to get in. I do think she has a good chance, actually. I think so, too. Yeah. Oddly enough. I think she needs it, though. I don't think she's a shoe-in. I think sometimes things get skewed based on our small sample size. I've certainly been misled in the past. <laughs> Jim, did you vote for Tina Turner? I did not. Again, I mean, she, she's she's great and all, but she's already in. And, and I have a problem with people who have already gone in, going in again while depriving others who should be in that haven't gotten in. That's how I see it. So I'm hoping then you voted for Shaka Khan by that logic? I, I did not, no. Mm. <laughs> but again, that's not a diss either. The, the ones I voted for, I cared about. That sounds like a diss. It's not a diss. I just don't care about her <laughs> at all. What I should say is they may or may not be legitimate inductees if they go in. I, I'm not I'm not taking anything away from their uh, merits. It's just that on a personal level, there are others that I really feel stronger about. And that's kind okay. of how I 
Oh. Fair. It was, that was close there because you almost said, I don't mean to take anything away with him. I just don't think they're legitimate, which also feels like. I didn't say that. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah. Jim, did you vote for the Go Go's? I did, yes. Yes. Yeah. And again, there's someone I do think goes in. I, That's I'm what we're talking sure about. about. We love it. I mean, Dion and the Go Go's are two votes that I'm like, hell yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, those were the two, two of the. I think there were four that I went for. I hope you went for five. I did not. You didn't vote for all five? No, and there's a reason for that, because if you don't feel strongly about five nominees, you're kind of diluting your chances for the four or the three. There have been years where I've only voted for three, I think. Uh, Jim, did you vote for the New York Dolls? I most certainly did vote for the New York Dolls. That's probably the one that I care most about. To me, that's it, it's really wrong that they have been overlooked the way they have. They're, they're so significant historically and in many other ways. But yes, I definitely did. Did you vote for Devo? I did not, no. Okay, did you vote for... Who did I vote for? There's did you vote one for Kate left. Bush? Yes, yes, I did. I there did it vote. is. Oh, look at that. There it is. I love Kate Bush. I think she's extraordinary. I think she's extremely important. I don't think she has a chance, but I did vote for her. Jim, I the idiosyncratic voter. I really enjoy. I, I Isn't mean, he great. <laughs> it's a fun ballot. It's, I don't know what that it's means. a very That's fun ballot. Actually. Well, you know, everyone has their own. Like for Merlis, it's did you ever ride an elevator together? You know, <laughs> do I have a it's picture with you? Camp. Am I aware of what car you drove? You know, that's going to help you get a Merlis vote. You know, for uh-huh. Karen, it's going to be, are you Todd Rundgren? And <laughs> and then everyone else, you know, it's just interesting to hear everybody's strategy. I literally have never considered that you would only vote for four when you have five <laughs> available votes votes. This this is news to me because the dilution of the votes, it just happens regardless. No, but if, if he votes for somebody who is who is one vote away from getting in and that will trump small t somebody <laughs> he really wants to get in. I understand the I understand the strategy. I think it's correct. I never did it, but I think it's good. <laughs> well, Jim, thank you for sharing your ballot. If you'd like to stay on, we're going to be. I mean, I don't that's, know. I, I don't know welcome. how happy everyone Clearly. else will be, but uh, we could. We, I mean, it's become a party. Everybody's staying on, and you know, we're having a good time. So, well, then I'll stick around. I'll stick around at least uh, until I'm asked to leave. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> yeah, wait, that's, always been, that's always been yeah. my policy too. <laughs> Okay, great. Well, now we're going to bring in the uh, program director for KCMP Minneapolis uh, in Minnesota Public Radio, Jim McGuinn. So let's wow, let's bring his name. Yeah, not the only Jim McGuinn. Apparently not as- associated with the Rock Hall specifically. Oh, really? Who's I mean, the, the other the birds? The, type of the birds. Jim Roger McGuinn. Hello, Jim. Welcome. Hi, Jim. Karen Glover. Hello. <laughs> We thought that would be a fun surprise. You've got one of my favorite individuals in the entire universe on this call. This is great. This ended up being a, a bit of a party. We, we uh, <laughs> didn't know everybody was going to stay on, but once it started happening, we felt like, why not keep it going? Jim, how long have you been receiving a ballot? I think this is my fifth year. Now, I believe you're the first person of today who had no prior connection to the hall. We have all these 
lovely people were nominating committee members, uh, I would love to know what it is you think led to you getting a ballot. Well, I, I don't know all the particulars, but I know my name was, I think, floated by um, Cliff Bernstein, who's a manager for a lot of bands and, and someone involved in the hall. By the way, I'm very friendly with Cliff's sister. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> This, okay. has been, Jim, this, has been, this has been going all day with Bob. He knows everybody's a movie called My Name is Lopez, the Trini Lopez documentary. And I'm the publicist for it. I just had to do that. I, was, I can't. The amount of documentaries awesome. for the that taking, Bob Merlis has been involved with. I really, I thought you were joking. And yet here we are. I'm not. Uh, no. There's always, or, there's always <laughs> two, at least one or two degrees away for Bob Merlis. But anyway, you think, you think it was Cliff? Who's, uh, I think it was, I think it was, it was Cliff that, that advanced my name somewhere. And I think the hall was trying to um, maybe widen the voting ranks a little bit and maybe bring in some people with some different experiences than what they'd had. You know, my career is uh, primarily radio, but I'm also a musician. I was just trying to track a 12-string part, which was a minute late getting on here because it's really frustrating to try to arpeggiate chords for me. But 12-string, um, so that's I, pretty appropriate given that your name's Jim McGuinn. Exactly. So, yeah, I've worked in radio for about 30 years in a variety of formats and, and kind of came up around the same time that Karen did in the, in the 80s and brought maybe a slightly under baby boomer perspective. You know, I'm just barely Gen X, but I just know one day I got an email and I was like, are you kidding? Really? Awesome. And then I got one of these in the in the mail. <laughs> there it is. Beautiful. There's the ballot. Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, Jim, have you have you filled it out yet? I've not filled out this year's ballot. No. Okay. Oh, we love it. So curious if you've got some artists that you would like to put in what you're thinking. Where, where Where's your head at? Oh, my gosh. You know, once you get past the classic rock era, things get a lot different. And it becomes a real question of what should the hall represent, I think, in terms of should it broaden out? in terms of genres, where should it go in terms of eras? I definitely lean in probably more on musical impact than necessarily on commercial success. Although I think you have to have had some sort of broader success as well. So when you said, hey, do you want to be on this call? I was thinking about the votes I've had in the past. And I'm, you know, I end up being, I think, one of the obviously not high enough percentage voting for people like Kraftwerk when they're on the ballot, mm -hmm. for example, mm -hmm. you know, a worthy cause. Why don't we get him to fill out the ballot? That's yeah. Oh, so, yeah, it's happening. Uh, I mean, I, I would love to see some X's written down oh in your ballot, Jim. I know Kristen and I, and I think everyone here except for Bob is an advocate for the Go-Go's this year. I think the Go-Go's would be a great choice this year. Do you have a pen? <laughs> <laughs> You're really doing this. You're really doing oh, this. Yes. Yeah, of course. It's happening. Oh, my God. I sometimes will post like on my social media, like, hey, what do you think? And I just know that I end up getting roasted if I list my five because you can't win. You know, no matter what, oh, you're, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna piss off yeah. somebody. That's gonna a fan. Get mad. Yeah. I, I want I want you to know that I'm not against the go-go's. <laughs> for the record, <laughs> he just fact, has no personal connection. <laughs> no, I do, I do. Kathy Valentine gave me a car for the <laughs> Cars and Guitars of Rock and Roll exhibit. So, oh wow, I think it was a Buick Riviera. <laughs> I cannot. Oh, I live for this. Bob, I'm so glad you're still on the call. I'm so happy I'm that this I'm has become a Zoom party. It's <laughs> <laughs> a long call. Now, I don't mean to interject. Oh, yes, I do. But I've known Jim McGuinn since he was in high school. And not that I've had any influence over you in my life. But so far on mine, uh, you might see a check for Kate Bush 
one for the Go-Go's and one for Todd Rundgren. She's just putting it out there, wouldn't She's it? Putting it out there. I knew that the Todd Rundgren was gonna be on your ballot, Karen. And you over the last several years have kind of convinced me to maybe move a little bit more forward with Todd than I might have a few years ago. Now, Jim, is there anyone who, when you opened up your ballot, you were like, oh yeah, this is a slam dunk. I am 100% excited to vote for this act. As years go on, I feel like most of the new nominees have some sort of asterisk that I think you could argue either way on, depending on where you sit on things like, how do you define rock and roll? So I think that's tough. There's there's less to me, I think, oh yeah, slam dunk in my mind than there I'm sure was 20 years ago when this process was really kicking off. I don't know if there's an automatic in here. Automatic, that's a song by the Go-Go's. Great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for me, it might be Devo that I'm sort of like, of course. You know, there was such a flourishing in the post-punk era and I think that they were one of the key elements of that era. They are a band that is certainly worthy and incredibly important and influential. And yet one must wonder if this year is going to happen for them. Just one must wonder when one looks at the field. Whereas, you know, a band like the Go-Go's just... <laughs> feels like there's a lot of momentum. Just feels like there's a lot of momentum behind them. I think the documentary really has a big impact. I, that I and the, the Broadway show and Kathy's book. And I know there's some commercial usage now of some of their songs. It, it just, I think momentum is key with them at least. And I think it's looking good for Tina as well, just speaking oh God, of documentary. Yeah. I mean, you know what I did or didn't do, but it's so apparent that she's going to get in because <laughs> there's a groundswell. Do you believe in looking at where culture is at this moment? Is it important to acknowledge We've been in a pandemic. There's all this racial injustice. We're still in the midst of Me Too. Is it time? You know, we're talking about swinging the pendulum. Do you take that into account? Yes. I don't. I think it's it's an opportunity maybe to review your own biases. And also to see kind of where we've been in the past. You know, we talked about this a little bit earlier when it was just uh, when it was just Karen on the call, if you can, can you believe, believe it. There was, another time? <laughs> there was another time when it was just three little little boxes on the Zoom. Joe was just reading off some of the prior classes. We've already, you know, like the rap acts are coming. They're not going to stop. You were asking Jim about what genres do you consider within the scope of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it's kind of like already happened. The dam has broken on a lot of these different subgenres, one might say. So it's already happening. So you just vote for who you think is great and legendary and you put them on in. Well, McGuinn, you work for the public airwaves. I mean, if you separate yourself as a rock and roll fan from someone who works in public radio, is that going to factor into your decision? I'm fortunate that I work for a radio station that is relatively formatless. You know, we're a rock station, but I, I always say it's a spoken wheel and there's a wheel that's kind of rock and roll, but there's all these spokes that we hit more than a typical radio station. So at The Current, you will hear Miles Davis and you will hear Graham Parsons with Wilco in between or something like that, right? So we touch on all of these artists. We don't maybe play as much Iron Maiden as others might or Mary J. Blige, but everybody else on this list is something that is fair game at a radio station like The Current. And hopefully there'll be more stations like ours in the future, not less. Our whole idea was, was kind of like, is it great? You know, and that's how we can be a new music station 
playing Wilco next to Kendrick Lamar. And there's not Mm -hmm. a lot of places that do that, unfortunately. But that to me, Kendrick Lamar is more a rock star than almost anybody today. Yeah, but it's not rock and roll, I wouldn't say. It's not rock and roll to me, but I know that that doesn't matter. Is Jay-Z rock and roll? I think so. I mean, I, I don't know. Think... <laughs> well, I, I'm starting to understand why I, why Jim Bestman isn't on the nominating committee anymore. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. well, I, I, mean, <laughs> I could have told you that. Yeah. When you really go back to the foundational artists of rock and roll, you know, you obviously you see more than just guys with guitars. And I think when you stream down from the blues, you wind up in hip hop the same way you wind up in a more traditional four piece rock band. And I think that, you know, that happens over time and it, it seems like it gets pretty far away from each other. But I think that is still under the umbrella of rock and roll and especially of kind of what rock and roll originally meant, which was often about rebellion and youth than necessarily, you know, something sonically. Oh, and to me, it was sonic. Okay. Well, that's. Yeah. <laughs> If it's all about rebellion, then Fela should be a, a slam dunk. Sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, no, no one was more threatened by his own government. So anyway, you were just about to mark in the go-go's on your ballot. <laughs> yeah, I do I think recall. that was oh, the okay. next thing that was about to happen. I think that was... Pretty sure. <laughs> all right, we said uh, the go-go's. There we go. Right. Great. I said Devo. We love okay. it. Fair. We're okay Devo. with it. We like it. I Devo like and the go-go's. Good start. Uh, Karen. Karen says Todd. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I think Tina is a smart move too, actually. Okay, that's good. That's four. So we got four okay. so far. Now yeah, it's four. Then Let's slow it's down. problematic for me because, yeah. okay, as I look at this thing, there's a familiarity thing that will lead to somebody like Foo Fighters making it in and Dave Grohl doesn't need my help. Correct. Love the guy, but he doesn't need my help. So as I look at this list, and this is just me, again, please, anybody that hears this, don't be mad. But what I've got is... Hello, Cool J, Iron Maiden, Kate Bush, and Rage Against the Machine, which would be a pretty cool concert if you could put those <laughs> together, I think, in yeah. their prime. In the Bill Graham days, it would have happened. You know, I would advocate for Dion Warwick as someone who has waited for a very long time, has been eligible, you know, you know, her first records were in the early 60s. And this is a woman who is 80 years old. She is still active. It would be nice to give her the induction while she's alive, while she can still appreciate it. That would be my pitch. Kate Bush has never toured here. An opportunity to get she's, her on a plane. You think she's going to she's gonna come to <laughs> you will. Cleveland? I bet you she, yeah. For the rock and roll. I'll get her to Cleveland. I'll get her to Cleveland. <laughs> You'll get her to Cleveland. Absolutely. She, uh, I may not be able to get Todd Rundgren to Cleveland. but. <laughs> So what do you guys think of these four that I've got it down here? LL Cool J, Iron Maiden, Kate Bush, and Rage. Mm. Joe's really... You know, if that if that's the four, <laughs> I'm leaning towards LL or Kate Bush, I think. Mm. That would be my lean as well. I had Kate Bush also, but the other three I didn't have. And I and, have LL Cool J, so... And Karen has Kate Bush. I do. So if you, if you vote for Kate Bush, there'll be three Kate Bush votes here. That could be all the ones she gets. That could there. be all of her votes. <laughs> that could be it. I said I thought that Foo Fighters might just be like a popularity. Gosh, I hate to. I'm I'm gonna throw out a comparison that that actually would probably get me in trouble with some of my friends. But in the same way that you know Bon Jovi was sort of a commercially driven automatic, is is the are the Foo Fighters that as well? And then is Rage Against the Machine also in a 
a sort of rock and roll automatic. With the Foo Fighters, obviously Dave Grohl's connection to the hall is something that helps him considerably. He's on the nominating committee. He's at every ceremony. He hosted the special pandemic virtual ceremony last year. He's almost the face of the hall if there is one. Um, I think it's a little different from Bon Jovi because Bon Jovi was about nine years into their eligibility. So there was a sense of they've waited. Foo Fighters, this is their first year of eligibility, so they're not waiting, but that might excite some people. It's, you know, that's their first year. We could get them in now. They are arguably the the most impactful, God, that's not a word, working rock and roll band. Yes. They're a rock band that actually is popular, which is not, there aren't too many left. Girls already in, so what do we do about that? As part of Nirvana. In that case, screw it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, but... Karen, That's, got then it. you're back to Tina because Tina's already in. I again, screw it. Merlis has a one and done rule. Eric Clapton should give his two extras back and give them to somebody who deserves right, it. Right, right, right. I have the same rule. I do think Foo Fighters are a shoe in, and I yeah. can understand why. I don't have a, a problem with their shoe in, but I, I don't like seeing him go in when he's already in. But the other guys would probably dig it <laughs> yeah that's true mm-hmm. no that's true too and, it, and it's not and illegitimate is, is pat smear already in for nirvana no he was not included with nirvana um oh. so this would be his first the germs never got in <laughs> if you can no. believe it the germs are not <laughs> in but my, my favorite connection on the ballot this year is that belinda carlisle was in the germs briefly as dotty danger i used to date the manager of the germs so if i if i'm going to use the bob merlis approach yeah <laughs> What's his name? Do I know him? The dearly departed Brendan Mullen. Oh, Brendan Mullen. I do know him. My son knows him. Knew him quite well, actually. <laughs> and there you have it. <laughs> oh, not enough? I know, Jim, we're not done with your ballot yet, but if you can believe it, we've got another person to bring in. <laughs> I'm going to leave. That's it. If everyone's down with that, uh, we're going to bring in a writer and journalist. He's written for Pitchfork, among many other places. Let's bring in Ned Raggett. Folks, I'm going to go. I have, to, I have to resume my weekend. I have to as well. Okay, well. <laughs> Hi, Ned. Hi. You don't know me. They'll explain who I am later. Maybe. As we bring in Ned, we will say goodbye to Bob and Jim Bestman. Thank you for joining us this un- unexpected party of a Yes, you. this was great. Thank nice you so you much. All right, see you later. I appreciate it. You yeah, bye, so Jim. Bye, Bob. And hi, Ned. Hi. Ned. Yeah, we really welcomed you into a So a sorry. Unexpected <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I was sort of like, uh, okay. <laughs> we were thinking this would be individual calls, but it just started rolling into something different and, and we went with it and we're, we're having a good time. Well, it just felt like I was like, you know, in the hallway waiting for guests to pass and just sort of like, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll get to the kitchen where the food is in here in a second, but, you know, everyone's saying goodbye, so. And Ned, you've never been on the show before, so I want to make sure that we give a little backstory for our listeners, uh, how long have you had a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ballot? I can't remember. Uh, it hasn't been all that long. Um, uh-huh. I believe, I think I was actually clearing out some ma- some like old stuff kicking around my desk here yesterday or the other day. And I believe I saw what might have been my first one. So I think it's been six years. It's something like that. It's around the time okay. when I moved here to San Francisco. So let's call it six. Okay, great. And uh, do you know or remember why you think you received a ballot? Uh, well, yes. Uh, I it was I was part of a I, I don't know how official an outreach program this is necessarily, but if I remember correctly, it was Elena Dawes who got a hold of me um, and uh, wanted 
on board. Uh, I'm I'm not positive, but this is my impression. I'm pretty sure it was her, and a fantastic person, writer, and commentator, etc. She is too. I think she was said something like, "Yeah, they're trying to expand the voter base and get more people on. It seems like you should be there." And I'm like, uh, "Sure, thanks." <laughs> and so cool. uh, that yeah. was the case. And and then I started getting uh, ballots every year, and I'm like, "All right, there we go. It sounds good to me." Have you filled out your ballot yet this year? Yes, I filled it out. I've sent it in, and I completely forgot what I chose. <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> You are not the you are not yeah. the first person on this call for that to have happened. Good. Um, <laughs> we're just meeting, so I, I won't say that I know you deeply, but uh, I'm, I'll, I'll throw out some names and we'll see if we can hit the bullseye here. Did you vote for Kate Bush? Uh, yeah, that was that was one of the two slam dunks. Pegged you as a Bush head. Did you vote for the Go Go's? You know, I I absolutely love them, but uh, if I remember right, that was one of those ones like, well, I can't vote for like eight or ten people, so someone's going to have to drop off here. I think that was one of those ones I was like going, yeah, and had to leave that off, even though vivid memory of seeing the Our Lips Are Sealed video when I was 10 years old, when it was suddenly uh -huh. huge on HBO's music video program as opposed to MPVs because we didn't have that yet. So yes, we're talking about a vitally you know important band for me for sure as a listener yeah. and all that. Okay. But, yeah. uh, did you vote for Jay-Z? Uh, I don't think I did. Uh, nothing against the man. <laughs> but uh, I think uh, my, my effort, generally speaking, if I remember right, I don't want to say I voted all women, but I think I did. Managed to vote for all women without voting for the go goes which is a i mean that's how good the ballot is that's how good oh, the yeah, ballot yeah. is this year this is true i'm sorry the ballot is incredibly good i mean if you want to go into gassy theorizing on my part which is what i do all the time uh is that basically it's one of those things like you know a lot of the old war horse who have gotten in have finally gotten in. Now let's get in some more of the interesting people. And I'm not saying this with slight bias now that more of my favorites are starting to show up on the ballot ever since I've been voting, but it's been nice to see. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Did you, did you vote for Dionne Warwick? want to say yes, but I'm not positive because I remember right. I'm pretty sure I voted for both uh, Tina and Shaka. My guy. Did, you, did we include Carol King? Uh, I am somewhat, I don't want to say indifferent to Carol King. Carol King is one of those people like respect, but not, you know, in all that, I am. It's one of those people that's sort of like, you know, it's sort of like, I know some songs and I know she's vitally important and I know people love tapestry. Do I actively listen to her much to be able to say like, wow, this is someone I want to see in? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, that, that's right. that's kind of my honest call there. Well, I'm looking, I think the last female on the ballot here is Mary J. Blige. I probably voted for her. That sounds about right. Okay. You know, the, the, the only alternate possibility, though, is this. If I remember right, I did probably vote for one dude band. I think I had to pick Devo? one. It was probably Devo. Having said that, Mary J. Yeah, I mean, come on. You know, okay. again, strong ballot. It was one of those things. It was one of those things that, you know, frankly, again, if this had been like an 8-10 vote ballot, then Maiden would be getting in, the Go-Go's would be getting in, et cetera, and all that. Yeah, yeah, Those bands I'm sort of filing into, these are great. They'll get in anyway, eventually. You know, it's for sure, what it for is. Sure. So. All right, so we, we have a general estimation of what we think your ballot was. What do you think the general estimation is, Joe? From, from my guess, it's Kate Bush, Devo, Shaka Khan, Tina Turner, and then maybe Dion or Mary J? That sounds like what I probably all certainly voted, yeah. Okay, excellent. Now, if we can, and Ned, you can join in the effort here. We are trying to make sure that Karen and Jim have the best ballots that they can have. We're <laughs> they <laughs> we have allowed us to speak to them and they brought blank ballots. They have been so gracious in, <laughs> in, in allowing us to campaign very mm -hmm. actively, openly, brazenly. And, and to catch you up to speed, Karen has Kate Bush, 
the Go-Go's and Todd Rundgren. And then Jim has Devo, the Go-Go's, Todd Rundgren, and Tina Turner. Everybody who's being voted for, I'm like, this is great. (laughs) Put them all in. I just really like this ballot. I really can't believe it. And it's interesting, you know, y'all, y'all were just talking about like, are the Foo Fighters a shoe in? I like the Foo Fighters. I think they are a stalwart of more traditional rock and roll music. And I think they should get in. I think they will get in. I just, when you got a ballot this interesting, the Foo Fighters are one of the least interesting choices to make. Totally agreed. I'm like <laughs> he said flatly <laughs> <laughs> completely agreed they're not a bad choice for me the there is a band on there who i have never ever ever liked who shall remain nameless you may deduce <laughs> but they are if i had to rank them all that would be number 16 let's put it that way so interesting, uh, interesting. but uh but yeah food fighters are more like <laughs> hmm, meat and potatoes yeah they're meat and potatoes however However, as someone who has devoted their entire career to alternative music, rock music also, the mere existence of the Foo Fighters has helped the longevity of this genre. Mm -hmm. And the radio format and yeah. For radio, for also for people that, for their ability to draw a crowd, for their advocacy, for everything from music in schools to what he's done for his, you know, his mom being a teacher and all of that to even barbecue. He is cool. <laughs> has Sonic highways. Exactly. What yeah. he's done for studios. I am very pro Dave girl. Am yeah. I ever going to sit around, and listen to a Foo Fighters album front to back? Sure. Once when I, they come out, absolutely. I'll listen to them and then I'll be happy to hear those songs on the radio Yep. because mm-hmm. those songs being on the radio means that I probably have a job. There you go. And when they say rock is dead, rock is dead, that's the rallying cry for the past couple of years. It doesn't matter because these songs don't stream in comparison to whatever's on TikTok or whatever's on, you know, whatever the hottest thing on Spotify is at the moment. So I'm right now going to give an X. No way. No, you're not. I am. Are you no. really? I am. Wow. No. How did this happen? What Karen, we- wow. This is like, it's like, an uh, I, I, wow. To the Foo Fighters? Do, do you sure. not think it's- I haven't yet, but do, I- Do, do you I not think it's too soon though? No. Okay. No. I don't like that. I don't like that wait their turn thing. I think if the, if it's the right- band it's the artist it's the right artist who has been more visible i mean i watched a foo fighters live show at the roxy during the pandemic and it was the first time i kind of felt connected to who i was and what i and this is a year prior to the todd rundgren tour which i watched 13 of the 30 shows it's there are so many great songs and I'm just more than Devo, more than Devo. I love Devo. I had someone break up with me in high school because I like Devo because that was just too (laughs) weird for Eastern Pennsylvania. Like I'm a massive Devo fan, but in terms of, of the moment, who has been this ambassador for rock and roll in a freaking pandemic? Who is like indulged a young drummer in England? It has just been so generous with his time and with his, Dave Grohlness. He's a good guy. I think they should get in. I think they will get in. But I, if you want to put a vote behind somebody, I like to me, I hear you. It's your vote. It's your ballot. It's your life. It's your choice. Uh, but I'm like. <laughs> in this year, for this very year, if I'm looking at it 
as this is 2021, who has been more important for rock and roll this past year? Then that means it's just the vote for that year, isn't it? No, but if I'm looking at add an emotional element to it, I'm also going to add, add my career element to it. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of music I work with. And again, the Foo Fighters makes way for other, you know, I worked with Tame Impala. Their popularity and their advocacy of Tame Impala worked to the advantage of Tame Impala, who worked with Todd Rundgren, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and he wants to be in. Like the other thing is, you know, I'm very close friends with a member of the Cars. And it meant something to be it. Mm -hmm. How can you ask Dave to show up and be the face of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and not give him, when he's eligible, those points? Karen is changing my mind. (laughs) He's like literally not even on my radar. I do not care about the Foo Fighters. I I wouldn't vote for them, but you, your passion and feeling... Wow. Who would have thought that my dismissal of the Foo Fighters would would result in this moment that we're having? McGuinn, where are you? I kind of agree. Dave Grohl has done everything right. The respect he has for the form, you know, all the stuff that Karen brought up that he has done beyond the music to keep the flame burning of rock and roll for the past decade, I would say there are few, if any, that you could put up higher as far as that goes. And honestly, if you listen to alternative radio, what's left of it right now, it's actually like not even as rock and roll as the Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters are like, oh, there's at least still guitars in there. But here's a band that acknowledges the influence of everyone from Husker Du to Preservation Hall. As much as their music might feel meat and potatoes, There are some classic songs in that canon that Dave Grohl has written and that they have performed in that band. Taylor is amazing. The other guys in that band are incredible players and they all do the right things. So the only reason I brought up not voting them for me personally was my thinking was that they're going to make it like they don't. I think there's no way they're not going to go in when I look at this ballot. But if, if you guys said, no, they might not make it in, I might put my fifth vote down for them. I don't think they're a gimme, just like you guys thought Dave Matthews would be a gimme. No, you didn't. No, we did not. <laughs> we, you know we didn't say that. <laughs> we We absolutely not. said the opposite. Don't you dare. These... All right, I'm making a big fat X. And it's going to the Foo Fighters. To the Foo's. All right. You made a good case. Yeah. You made an interesting case. My fifth boat's going to be an interesting one. I'm really torn up about that one. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about, you know, putting it into the context of making things the way the Foo Fighters made rock able to continue in in a sense to allow it to be a viable format and genre. I think about Dionne Warwick being a prominent, very famous black woman in the early to mid 60s and how that and maybe if you didn't think her music was particularly radical or subversive by the very nature of her career at that moment being who she was I think broke down doors for a lot of black artists who would come after her I don't want to vote for five white artists Mm -hmm. I think that's not where we are right now and you have many choices I mean there's a lot to choose from this year can you believe it yeah it's fantastic and i i think that would be remiss of me as much as i love devo and the new york dolls i think that's wasting a cultural moment yeah and also beyond cultural it's also worthwhile and it's an acknowledgement of where we are and where the hall is progressing Mm -hmm. i think that's really really 
really, really important. Yeah. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but also, you know, Dion's 80 years old. She would, it would mean a lot to her. She's active. She would go. She, she has such a long catalog of so many great songs going and from the 60s of to people the 80s. who want it, who have actively said, I would like this and I would show up and it would be meaningful to me. That is pretty amazing. We've got some people who we can give flowers to while they can still smell them. Do I do that or do I acknowledge the impact that Jay-Z's had on the musical landscape? All right. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z, I don't think has acknowledged the induction I think it's important for him to be a first-year inductee, but I don't know that he cares. I mean, he would probably show up. I mean, listen, I want Dion and Jay-Z both to be in, but I think if you are to put it in the list of priority, Jay-Z is going to be around. And then even if you want to go, why don't we induct Jay-Z when the induction's in New York, if, if that means anything to you? Or then should LL be in first? We had this conversation about four hours ago. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I mean, the answer is yes, LL should be in first, but this is not going to be LL's year. Well, that was where I was leaning, I think, on the LL versus Jay-Z thing was just that he's, to me, too big of a pillar to pass up and go to the person who's on his shoulders. Yeah. Oh, no, he is. He's a major snub. He is foundational. He is so important. And yet he's been on the ballot. How many times, Joe? This is number six. But to go back to the things, the ones that other ones that I had on here that we haven't really talked about, like, I do think that we're lacking in hard rock in the Hall of Fame. And I think Iron Maiden's like been a solid and steady band over four decades. Absolutely. And and super influential in the early 80s in terms of opening up new directions in hard rock. Yeah, and if you want to throw away your vote, like that's great. (laughs) Well, okay. Karen just mumbles, it's not happening. Hey, I voted for the meters three years ago. Like, I know they probably were dead last. But sometimes you got to do what's right, what mm-hmm. feels right. Fucking meters, you know, like, mm-hmm. come on. I think I also mentioned, I think Rage is really interesting because of what they did to merge musics together and bring also a, a strong political awareness to rock and roll that had been lacking for a long time when they burst out, you know, in the early 1990s. So I'm trying to look at Ned's face because I think that might have been the. Uh, that's the band is like. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes yeah. silence is golden. Yeah. <laughs> or speaks volumes. Yeah. Uh, also, Ned, I know you, you told us your ballot. I don't want you to think you're being impolite if you feel like you need to leave, but I'm just letting you know. You're welcome you to stay. You are welcome to stay. <laughs> and you are also free. You're free to go and you're welcome to stay. The door <laughs> is there. You may use it or not. We are happy to have you. Well, thank you. I actually am going to wrap up because I need to get over to another not quite ballot, but one of my other big things is uh, tracking Eurovision. And I'm still working through a reviewing oh. of all this year's entries, which wow, is wow, incredibly wow. important Whoa. to me. Keep, yeah. I just appeared on a Eurovision podcast a few days ago so this is kind of where this is and then i have my tolkien podcast i, I spread around you're potting ned, you're out there ned potting. is man, man of many pods a man of many interests <laughs> all right ned thank you so much for for thank joining you. us I appreciate all right thank you thank you for thanks. the invite i much appreciate it enjoy take care thanks bye all right so now we've it's, got it's, two ballots stand before oh me, my god each with one empty <laughs> so okay joe i gotta tell you this is one of those ones now you're like blowing my mind on the dion warwick thing because that was one of the artists that when I looked at the ballot, it was like, is that rock and roll? Mm-hmm. This gets back to the whole thing. Like, what the hell is rock and roll? And what is this fame and museum and uh, and all this stuff? And so I probably am less favorable towards what you would call like vocal stylists who generally don't write songs mm-hmm. and 
in, in some cases aren't necessarily in like what one would traditionally consider to be like rock and roll, you know? Sure. So that's where I think I didn't even think about her as someone that I would consider. I would also put forth maybe a precedent, which is that in 1999, Dusty Springfield was inducted into the Rock Hall, who is mm-hmm. another person who occupies, I think, a very similar lane to Dionne Warwick, down to being a collaborator with Burt Bacharach and Hal David. Yeah. And in the kind of hierarchy of the Bacharach David collaborators, Dion was number one. And yeah. you know, all That's true. Stuff- some of those Dusty songs are Dion B-sides. And- but I don't think that's why Dusty got in. I think she got in because of the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. I think she got in because of Dusty in Memphis, Dusty which in is Memphis. one, it's one yeah, of the most yeah. iconic albums Obviously. ever. I think you're right in that it's a similar lane. I, I also think Karen's right in that I can't think of, when I think of Dion Warwick, I think of like a mm. handful of singles. I don't have a, oh, I go to this album that's not a greatest hits. There's no like artistic boom album of the album era you know she almost feels like pre-beatles pop rock to me i guess and i feel terrible that i'm, I'm speaking not super highly of, of this 80 year old woman who is an icon and is amazing well, you're and just approaching it from a different set of kind criteria, of criteria yeah. you know she's before the album era yeah she is, she is and right. so she's that's that's the why era. there's yeah. there's not really one big monument. Bob Marillis says he listens to her greatest hits double album I on the too. regular. She's I got a great, a she's got a great greatest hits because she's, it goes through, you know, she was at yeah. Scepter Records and then she was at Arista and, you know, she's got a long career of music that evolves too. Well, and in that sense, I guess it's almost like Sam Cooke, who is kind of more singles artist as mm-hmm. well. But I think of him because of his great writing and, and the impact he had right before the end of his life in terms of starting to change his direction. Oh, this is tough. Jim, where are you circling near right now? What, well, where, I mean, where does your pen hover? It's hard because in this conversation, we've talked about some really important folks. And, you know, I do think, Karen, your defense of Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters career, it's hard. It's sort of impenetrable. And you can say like, oh, I don't love their songs as much as I might have a real passion for a few of these more niche artists, but even their songs are incredible. Like their best songs are incredible. And, and then everything else beyond the songs, commercial success, tremendous live band, rabid fans that there, there are a few arena rock bands making new music today that anyone cares about. But it is also tough to not vote for Jay-Z. And then the, the side of me that is sort of a, a slightly left of center music fan thinks that Kate Bush is an artist that Probably I didn't realize how impactful she was at the time. And it's only been in the last 10 years that I've seen how many artists that evoke her in their Mm -hmm. music today. And I see her influence as just getting bigger and bigger. It's like the inverse of Deep Purple or something like that, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) She's becoming becoming more important as time goes on. Whether you can name more than five Kate Bush songs, there's something about the vibe that she has like everything she does is great at what she is you know i don't know what i can't come up she's with the right a word singular person she's a singular yeah. artist who mm-hmm. opened a lot of doors and windows and tributaries and like she's leaked into different areas even if you're not aware of how she did it i mean yeah they're every single artist that people are considering they're valuable they're worthy i'm not as 
tied to the concept of alternative rock. You know, it's not my livelihood also. So I, you know, I really was swayed by Karen's impassioned defense of the Foo Fighters, but I would be sad to see your fifth pick go to them. Uh, (laughs) uh, I I thought it that that is how I feel. I love it. Tell Uh, us how you really feel, Kristen. uh, I always do. (laughs) I do not hold back. I have no power. I have no states in this. You know, we've talked a little bit about the pendulum swing. We've talked about the year we've had in terms of racial reckoning and things like that. And I thought maybe to clarify the historical context of, say, just the last four years of the Rock Hall, you have about two dozen artists inducted. And here are the Black artists who've been inducted. In 2017, we had Tupac. In 2018, we had Nina Simone and Sister Rosetta Tharp. 2019, we had Janet Jackson. And then last year, we had Whitney Houston and Tori's B.I.G. Now, if you'll notice, of those six Black artists, only one is alive. So we have had one living Black inductee of the past four years of the Hall uh, out of about two dozen artists. And that includes bands that have eight, 10 white guys in them. I, I would say on some level, and I don't mean to put this on your shoulders, but the responsibility of a Rock Hall voter, you have the power to try and push that the other way and to try to get in artists who diversify the inductee list. And I think inducting Black artists who are alive, obviously, is not something that the Rock Hall has done in the past few years. And I think is an important thing to do. So I'm assuming that Tina's going to get in. Yes. I think there's going to be I huge groundswell. Very Absolutely. wise assumption. Do I go with Shaka? You could. My, and this is just me. I feel strongly about her. I love her. This I'm is always, me spitballing. But Joe has got My, and a strategy. I think Shaka, if you end up voting for Shaka, I think that's great. I think she's very deserving. My sense is that Dion could use the vote over her. Just because we've seen Shaka on the ballot many times before, and she's fallen short. And it, it tends to be every year, the majority of the inductees are new to the ballot. There's something about that brand new to the ballot thing that's shiny and new and people can get behind. So I think there is a stronger groundswell for Dion. I don't think she is a given like Tina though, which is why I think she could use the vote. And I sadly agree, even though my personal ballot does include Shaka. If I had a ballot, which I don't, <laughs> which I'm suddenly getting upset about. I used to always be like, Joe needs a ballot. We need to get Joe a ballot. And now I'm like, fuck it, give me a ballot too. I've spent how many hours of my life talking about this? You're clearly taking it more seriously than several of the people that vote. That <laughs> yes. have been on this two hours. I don't know who I voted for. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You guys should get ballots. Thank you. Make that happen, Thank Karen. You. Come on, you can do that, right, Karen? I just thought it was being taken care of. That's all I can say. Yeah. well i mean that might actually joe your argument kind of pulls me towards jay-z i think that's also a a worthy pick but do you assume that that's a gimme i I would would have and now i don't i would say in order of likelihood of the kind of three we're talking about it would be jay-z dion then shaka i agree so do i vote for shaka for that reason but shaka might be a lost cause but maybe not i mean if you feel strongly about her over my career has been based on lost causes (laughs) (laughs) so maybe it it would be whatever because to me jay-z is probably hovering around four or five and dion's hovering around six or seven i just have this impression that karen and i are among the younger voters 
and I might be wrong, and we're not as young as we wish we were, but I still feel like the, the majority of the voters are older and, you know. White. Whiter. Mailer. That there's more of a anti-hip-hop thing, but maybe it's changed over the last couple of years, that, that I wouldn't say Jay-Z is an automatic. But I guess, personally. yeah, you see Biggie getting in on his first eligibility last okay. year. You see yeah. Tupac in 2017. Tupac. You know, yeah. a lot of the hip hop inductees have been on their first year of eligibility. Yeah. But, I, but then again, sometimes there's cases like LL where it just doesn't seem to break through. Yeah. Jay-Z is someone that I do think he still has a very strong chance. I would be very surprised if he didn't get yeah. in. But even if he doesn't get in, I don't think it matters as much to him. And I do think he would probably, he'll get in next year in New York which is great. I think he should get in and I think he probably will this year. It won't devastate me the way it will if like Tina didn't get in. I would be like, what world are we living in? I think that Joe is right on the ranking of who's most likely to get in and who needs your vote and who could benefit the most from your vote. It sounds like the most benefit from your vote could go with Dion. Gosh, I don't know. I don't know if I can it's do fun. it. It's fun. Jim, know you know, you, you got on here and you were cavalier. You were like, oh, no problem. I'm filling out my ballot. Here we go. Bing, bang, boom. And Joe's like, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Well, we, we, we. <laughs> now you make it like and I now, feel bad. It's like, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm we're just I'm, trying I'm, to make yeah. it different. We I'm, really I'm, are. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, you're making, making me feel bad if I don't vote for like, <laughs> you know, these artists that I, I, don't really know that they're in my personal rock and roll hall of fame, but but I understand why they. Maybe I think you shouldn't. should allow us some privacy for our fifth pick. Well, your ballot is your ballot, and you are yeah. allowed to vote for whoever you like. We're just here to make a case. We're here to make a difference. Yeah. We're out here trying to <laughs> trying to <laughs> trying to out. swing the pendulum. We're, we're getting out yeah. the vote. Um, we're getting out the vote. <laughs> well, I mean, if that's where you want to leave it, if and if that feels the most appropriate conclusion is we have made our case and we have tried to provide historical context, etc. And if you guys would feel most comfortable making your final choice off air with some time, if you even want to sleep on it, do what you want to do. It's so hard. I mean, we've agreed on the Mm Go-Go's. Yep. (laughs) 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 And and look, I can make a case for every, as I said, Carol King. Mm -hmm. You're Carol King? Of course. Oh, yeah. If you want to throw... Carol King of a, a vote. I we haven't even talked about her. I'm like she's been kind of to me. She was such a gimme when I saw the ballot, but then I'm like, wow, I haven't heard any talk of her lately. There's a lot of talk about her. And then Carol King is the opposite of what I was saying about Dianne Warwick because you got to look past tapestry and be like, she wrote 500 songs that are important, you know. Or she some... is in as a songwriter. She oh. and Jerry Goff are in. That's like okay. a separate thing. It's like a okay. side thing. Um, she is in as a songwriter, but beyond that, she is, you know, Tapestry is enough of an album to put you in the Rock Hall. Like, if you can't get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on Tapestry, like, what is the Rock Hall? Who's who's your ballad right now, Jim? You've got... Uh, I've got, so I've got uh, Devo, The Go-Go's, Todd Rundgren, and Tina Turner right now. This is good. This is, it's tough. That's a pretty good list. I hate to say that I, I can be swayed, but I'm... <laughs> I, I think Joe, I think you've like you've maybe like made me really feel this strange amount of increased sympathy and empathy towards the case for Dion Warwick. 
We love to hear that. I we like would love it. it if you picked up your pen and and I mean, even I just like just make it official. Just make it official, well, Jim. You'll like you'll I feel said, better. I, I'm gonna go Dan Warwick. I do think the Foo Fighters are gonna make it in. And if Dave Grohl calls me because he hears this and he's somehow pissed at me, then I'm just gonna say, Dave, it's Dion Warwick. Come on, and he'll understand. Understand. He'll understand. All right. Excellent. And I love that's to a see vote it. for Dion, and we absolutely love to see it. And also, wow, at the wow, end wow. of the day, it's still Dave Grohl calling you. <laughs> yeah. you know that's I'm the sure way Dave Grohl has called him <laughs> I, by the way that's that's what Dave I mean Grohl like so called me. I, there you go many many years ago we had to set up some sort of interview and he had to come find me and I remember he called and I was like I'm saving this number yes here's my terrifying I don't know if you can see it I have my Fred Durst phone number <laughs> oh wow my gosh. that's that's my impressive. god because I used to work with the jackass guys and I would collect I have Gene Simmons phone number I have all these people and when they were out of hand and we'd be in public and I'd be worried about other women with how badly mm -hmm. they're behaving. I would just give them phone numbers to crank call. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Oh my gosh. You're like, uh, here, play with this. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Thank wow. you guys. Yeah. Well, Jim, Jim thank you. I'm, we, I can't vote. believe. Yeah. I'm so happy. I can't believe that you did that. You just Joe, made you're, Joe's you're, day. You're good, Joe. Hey, Wait, hang on. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. We got double Dion's. Karen Glauber, it's happening. Double Dion. Way All to right. go. This is what an episode. What a time to be alive. <laughs> thank you guys so much. This was this was so much fun. And this was thank amazing. You for hanging it turned out. out better than we could have imagined. And and because you guys made it to the end, I'm gonna give you guys the opportunity if you feel like you would like to plug anything, Jim. Do you want to plug the radio station or? Sure, yeah. Well, I, I work at The Current, which is a, a, a non-commercial public radio station in Minnesota. And it's a great place if you're a music fan, you want to disco discover and celebrate the entire breadth of, of popular music, then we're a good place to be. I also have a record label and two bands, but that's a whole other thing. So tell us your record yeah, label and your please. Yeah. My record label is called Manic Pop Thrill, and Karen's disqualified. But if you can name the reference, then you would get a gold star of where I took that name. Manic well, Pop Thrill. Manic I don't think pop I can, thrill. and I'm not going to cheat and Google it. Karen, do you know? I'm yes, but I'm not saying it. Joe, can't you Google? I can. I, did, I thought that'd be cheating, though. I to thought be like, it's, cheating. It's yeah, from I that thought Petrol it was, Emotion. It, it was an album by a band called That Petrol Emotion, which was the undertones after the undertones. And I thought it was the greatest three words that described my relationship with music, Manic Pop Thrill. And so That's that became great... my record label. And uh, yeah, so anyway. And what are your bands? I play in a band called St. Small. And I have another band called The People Between, which is a really fun collaboration with a bunch of people that actually kind of work in the music business but all used to play in punk rock bands and they're one's in new york one's in la one's in uh austin and, and i'm in minnesota so we're this a real weird, pandemic uh, ready band it, it, it was a totally a pandemic rock and roll band so um, excellent we're, we're about to put out a new single called fugazi friday because sometimes you just need to let it out yes Love it. that's yeah. great uh and karen hits magazine anything you want to if you want to know what's happening in the music business at any moment, just go to hitsdailydouble.com. Uh, occasionally I'll, I'll write columns that are on there, but it really is how everybody, everybody goes to it to find out what's happening in the music business. And a very, but please don't ever call me a journalist. Never. <laughs> Even though I'm yeah. sure I, I have before. All right. Well, thank you guys both so yeah. much. This, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, this was awesome. I appreciate it. 
And our listeners know they can follow us at rockallpod on Twitter and Instagram. Rockallpod at gmail.com is the email. If you want Kristen to see that, you need to designate that somewhere in your message. Otherwise, I'm not going to forward it. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us five stars only. Thank you to Michael Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusuke Kim for the music. Thank you to AKG for the crisp microphone that Kristen's using. And thank you to Pantheon Podcast for hosting us. I'm Joe Pozzala. I'm Kristen Studdard. And who cares? About the two Dion Warwick votes that came in at the very end of that. Can you believe it? Incredible. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.